a lot of us are looking for ways to start our day feeling more joy and appreciation. And while some of us write gratitude lists or do yoga, others pour themselves a bowl of their favorite cereal, Honey Nut Cheerios. Because not only are Honey Nut Cheerios delicious, they can help lower cholesterol as part of a heart-healthy diet. So maybe the secret to a great mood all day is a little yoga. Then writing your gratitude list over a bowl of Honey Nut Cheerios. Learn more about a heart-healthy lifestyle at Cheerios.com. Hello Gold Coast Suns fans and welcome to another episode of the GC Sunscast. I'm your host Shane and joining me on the phone is Tom. Thanks for joining me Tom. Hey, how are you Shane? How's your week been? Yeah, it's been a very, very busy week. Uh, I've, as I told you before the show, I've had internet problems so I'm glad that we're up just in time to do this show but it's left for very little prep. So we're sort of going off the script today and we'll just see how we go. Yeah. Oh, look, mate, I had a funny week in sport because, as you know, I'm a bit of a sports nut and I I follow the NRL, but uh, I didn't feel like my team was going to be any good. So I didn't go to see my NRL team who were playing in Brisbane on Friday night and they won. So I felt like a bit of a dill. Um, Liverpool is my is my team. They they had an amazing win last week, but then they, they lost on the last day of the EPL. So it's been an up and down week uh the, the highest of highs and the lowest of lows and i'm sure the sun's one point loss to melbourne added to that that was uh, heartbreak yeah. i went from uh you know uh, i i don't know i mean i went from thinking we'd lose to thinking we're going to get a draw then all of a sudden a win and back to a draw and finally a loss it was 48 seconds of heartache yeah i i, I just had had no words. I, I seriously just was staring at it. I think, I think I might have might have just zoned out for like five minutes because suddenly, you know, all through the demon song and the the, the the interviews and all the rest of it, I just couldn't get wrap my head around how we could lose from that point. But we're finding new ways to lose, aren't we? We are. All right. Well, before we jump into the news and the reports, I just want to thank our Patreon donors, Old Soul, Jack Stad. Paul Vosti, Tom Kim, Chris Moore, and James Wood. Thank you for your donations. And if you'd like to jump on Patreon and help the show, head over to patreon.com forward slash GC Sunscast, where you can donate to the show, help us out, and get a mention on the podcast. Um, and we've got some news, don't we, Tom, as far as how our fans can listen to us? Uh, yes, and uh, you've, you've uh, put, a, put an announcement up on the Facebook page, but uh, why don't you tell us a bit more about how people can listen in their own time, maybe when they're pretending to do a bit of work, or maybe they're like you and they're, they're out, on the, out on the road listening to a podcast uh, if they can't listen live on the Tuesday night. Yeah, well, obviously our preference is to have as many people as we can listen live, and that happens at 7 p.m. every Tuesday night, although we are open to moving that time slot. A lot of requests have come through. People like to watch AFL 360, but that would mean we'd have to start at about 8.30 Queensland time, and uh, I actually have an early bedtime of about 9 o'clock because I get up so early in the morning. So that doesn't really suit me, but we could possibly go earlier 
if uh, fans want it. Or we could even move the show to a Thursday night where we can discuss teams as well. Uh, so get in touch with us and let us know what you'd prefer as far as timing so you can listen live. But if you can't listen live, you can find our, uh, a link to our YouTube channel on Facebook. Uh, every every After every episode, we upload a live a, uh, an episode on YouTube so you can listen back. But uh, recently, we have Spotify, iHeartRadio, Google Podcasts, and Apple Podcasts. And you can just go to your, your preferred provider and search GC Sunscast and you'll find us. So a lot of different um, options and different formats to, to go through, depending on how you like to get your podcast and your, your music. Um, so that's, that's really helpful, really good. Yeah, fantastic. And, and no doubt we'll, we'll get a few new listeners through doing that too. So uh, tell your friends, share it on Facebook, go onto our Facebook page and share away. Uh, every time you share something, the magic Facebook algorithm does its magic and we and, and we get new people coming in from unexpected places. All right. Well, that just about wraps up our housekeeping, so I'm glad we've got that out of the way and now we can focus on the footy. <laughs> All right. So we've got a bit of news to cover. Uh, I'll try not to jump around all over the place, but knowing you and I, Tom, we might. Uh, let's start <laughs> Let's start off with the Indigenous Jumper for the Suns. That cape was released today and... Uh, it looks quite good, actually. It's uh, got the giant sort of blue jellyfish on the front of the um, the front of the jumper. Uh, you can check it yep. out on our Facebook page. We've posted up a link of the the Guernsey as well. Um, so that represents all of our indigenous players with their tribal totems, uh, language, and you know colours of uh, Gold Coast Suns as well as you know the national indigenous people. Um, and a lot of our Indigenous players, like Harbrow especially, they come from uh, up north, up in the Cairns region, and we all know that Gold Coast Suns is well represented by Cairns players. Mm. Yeah, look, um, that blue is the Yiriganji jellyfish, which is which is Harbrow's totem. So it's it's really uh, prominent and good on him, and what an honour for him. But, yeah, they've all got their... All the Indigenous players uh, who are in our senior list have, have got their totems on the jersey. And from all I can see, the flying fox on the front, that's that's Sean Lemons. Um, I really hope that Rank and, and Lemons can, can get up for that game, which is, uh, what is it, round 17. So it should be enough time for them to both get fit and, and, and back in the team. So Is it 17, is it? I thought it was round 10 against Geelong. Uh, no, it's... I could be mistaken. Oh, sorry, no. No, no, we're both right. It's uh, round 10 against Geelong as part of Sir Doug Nichols' round. He was, of course, one of the, the early pioneers for Indigenous players. And then round 17 is Nidoc Week. So the, it'll be worn twice. Oh, that's a first, isn't it? Yeah. I don't fantastic. recall that ever happening. So that's great. No. The um, It's always great to get a fresh jumper. And the Indigenous yeah. jumper is always a really unique design, which celebrates a lot of the heritage of Australia. Uh, really, really good to see. Um, yep. Also help makes make the Indigenous players feel a bit more safe and a bit more appreciated um, at the club. Now, Which is maybe something that in, in the past uh, some players have left, um, some Indigenous players have left not saying great things about the club, but I don't see Indigenous players leaving anymore. And if they did, I don't think they'd say bad things about the club 
given that there's Harbrow and, and of course his brother and 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 um, they've got quite a lot of support for Indigenous players and not forgetting the women's list has a number of Indigenous players as well and uh, you know we, we I think we're we're doing the we've 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 probably ahead of the game compared to other teams. Yeah, I mean the whole Indigenous racism stuff that's going on in the AFL at the moment with this uh, release of the Adam Goods documentary which is supposed to be coming out to the public in june um mm. i mean that's there's talk that's going to stir up a lot of stuff but hopefully the gold coast suns aren't influenced too much by it it doesn't reflect too badly on the suns probably more mm. so the afl as a whole but that's a whole other basket case and uh, we'll, mm. we'll might if we get time we might discuss the afl a bit more uh in depth later Let's yep. touch on the injuries. We've got Lemons, who's been ruled out for eight weeks. Mm. Um, Pierce Hanley has had a... Uh, it's very similar to that Jaron Geary injury, where he's had a an inflamed quad, and they've basically had to operate on his thigh to relieve mm. the pressure. However, unlike Geary, it's not as bad and at this stage, the club's only ruling him out for a week, which is the trip to Port Adelaide. So there's hope yep. There's hope he'll be back for the Geelong game, but I'd say it would have to be a slim chance. Also, Aaron Young has been ruled out for four weeks with that knee injury he sustained last week against... Um, uh, West Coast? Yes, West Coast. So a couple of injuries there. Uh, I'm assuming there's been no further development in Rankin or any of the other key players we've been following. Well, Braden Fearing looks like he'll be back this week. Yeah, that's good news. Um, all right. Oh, the Lemons injury, that's uh, anyone that didn't witness that happen, that's basically a, looks like another ankle syndesmosis injury, the same thing he suffered at the start of the year. It, again, it looked like a pl- Melbourne player just rolled over his ankle. Uh, it looked very painful. I was fortunate enough to have been offered a seat on the boundary line thanks to one of our listeners' bods. So thank you, bods. That was quite an experience being down at ground level right behind the interchange and hearing the players and coaches talking. It was, uh, yeah, quite interesting. Um, mm. All right, now let's... The other thing we want to touch on before we go into the match matches is the Kaltumi interviews that, and articles that came out last week. Now, I mm. think one also came out yesterday. Uh, basically, Kaltumi came up here a few weeks ago as invited by the Suns to get into the, the club and see how everything operates. Um, and he was basically given unrestricted access to the Gold Coast Suns. Really good to see. It's uh, good media that the Suns are putting out there and trying to get a positive word going out down to the Victorian uh, supporters. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, they, They've come back today with a negative article. But, yeah, we'll, we'll talk about Cal because he, he, he really gave... Uh, uh, they gave him a lot of uh, insight. You know that kind of stuff doesn't usually happen. But he, he himself said, you know, great insight into the club. They let me in behind closed doors, and and he interviewed a whole bunch of brand new players. And it could have gone pear shaped, but it didn't. So testament to Cal and the club. Yeah, I mean, he Cal Toomey was involved in a, a cooking night for the first year players. So it's good to see the club putting in that sort of work and effort with the. Sorry, with the first-year players. Um, 
it, it just sort of seems like the welfare and development's really been pushed up a notch. I think you mentioned as well the Suns have the most money spent in welfare or the most people employed under the welfare branch. So that's mm-hmm. uh, that's very promising signs. We've had problems with welfare in the past, and it'll be mm. good to, you know, these blokes like Lacocious, Rankin, and King, we're, we're putting a lot of hopes on them. But that's right. That's right. Hopefully and, the welfare is there. And you've got to remember, to, most of our list are young, aren't they? Yeah, They're and hopefully young. the welfare is there to keep them around, uh, make them, you know, help them to become Gold Coasters. You know, it took me a while myself moving up from Adelaide to feel like I was a Gold Coaster, but 10 years later and I pretty much felt like I belonged here. Um, hopefully it doesn't take that long for these boys, hopefully only a year or two, but yeah. They're, they're, yeah. it seems think, like they're surrounded by a... friends and family, which is really, really positive for their development. That's what I was going to say. I think they've got a few links Um so, so Lemons and, and Rankin have got a bit of a link there going on with um, with with family. Um, and, and McLennan has, has his grandparents, and he's been living with different players. So, so they, they're getting. I think Ben King and and um, Jack Lacocious are still living at Mark Evans's house. <laughs> Why would you ever want to leave <laughs> his mansion? Uh, but, but yeah, it's just fantastic. Um, and when the stuff that Cal was was talking to the players about, and they were just they were raw and honest. They were like, you know, gee, I didn't just didn't like like the idea of coming to the Suns, but they told us really early in the piece that we were going to get picked, and took a while to get used to the idea, but liked really liked what they they saw when they first came to the club, even before they were drafted, because you know. You can't tell the world, but I think we all pretty much knew that they were going to get picked, and they certainly have confirmed that. So really good insight, good stuff to know. Yeah. So is there anything else you want to touch on with those Kaltumi articles, or should we move on? Um, well, there, there's a follow-up article today. I don't know if you've read it, but it, it's the... Um, uh, they do it from time to time. So after reading Cal's stuff, it's a little bit of a letdown because they, they, they're, they're dragging out a bit of a rumour that the Suns were, were going after Jared Roughhead. But it, it's really just trying to squeeze a bit more out of the story because, you know, Roughhead may not ever play AFL again. He's probably going to retire at the end of the year and he's playing in the VFL at the moment. So, you know, they've got Stuart Lewis, Stuart Dew sort of saying, oh, you know, I, I made some phone calls uh, to see if he, if he was interested. But, I mean, you know, it's the off-season, we're in a rebuild. We probably called 50 or 60 players to see if they were interested. Um, it doesn't matter. It didn't happen and it won't happen. But trawling through the article, you get to the end, and I did not know this. Um, did you know that uh, the club has recently hired Justin Koshitsky as a ruck and forward coach? No, I didn't. So the, the, what it's, it's the way they'd sort of you know, making this story is that the, the Suns were looking for someone to fill that role um, because obviously we've got young tools that need to be developed, obviously Ben King and Jack Lacocious, but, uh, you know, Peter Wright, um, you know, we've got Sam Day, he's been there, but he's he could do with some more ruck development. He might need to, you know, convert into a, a key, key defender at some point. So, yeah, what a great player to have around. He's also an early draft pick. So I think he was number two, wasn't he? And, and so Lukosius and Rankin will have have that in common with him. So, yeah, I think he brings a lot to the forward coaching. Yeah, I 
don't see it as a negative as the Suns looking to try and bring Roughhead in. I was heard that rumour last year and I was actually yeah. pro pro Roughhead. I thought it would be a great idea for the Suns. Uh, yeah. His leadership, his development. He didn't have to kick bags of goals, but the point is he'd be playing down in the forward line, which we've never had a a key target in the forward line with the leadership ability to direct players, other players around him on where to play. We've always had a a senior figure in defense and to some extent in the midfield, but never in the forward line, which is where I think we fell down in our early days at the Suns. Um, So I was all for Roughhead coming on board. Uh, I was too. I'm I'm more saying, I wasn't saying it would have been a bad thing. I'm more saying it didn't happen. And leap, so leave it alone. But they've decided to go through. Instead of saying, in wonderful news for the Suns, and we've been hearing all these good things all week, Justin Kaczynski has been hired as the forwards coach. Instead of doing that, they just did that slimy little journalistic kind of thing where they just sort of have to go, yeah, here's another player that didn't want to go to the Suns. And I just think, you know, the, the Roughhead's gone through quite a lot in his life. I mean, well, that, life that's why that's why I'm not surprised right? he didn't come to the Suns. He's been yeah, through no, so he's... much cancer twice. Uh, he's also a very pasty sort of fellow, so the Sun probably wouldn't agree with him up here. <laughs> no. But yeah, I'm yeah, not. I'm not you, surprised he didn't Jew's, start, come up. Stuart, you played with him. Yeah. When he, when they when they won a premiership together, so you know, of course, they, they, of course, it was it was raised. I mean, you know, I don't think Jew's really brought up any players that were from the Hawthorne, 2008 Hawthorne side, Uh, although I know he hasn't, but um, he has brought coaches that he's played with previously and and coached with previously. So, and he's, and of course, Nick Malcheski from Sydney was already here. So, you know, there, there, there is that connection there. I wouldn't be surprised if there's more connections. I was secretly hoping that when Jew first got signed that maybe Adam Goods would come out of retirement. But anyway, you, 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 it's what didn't happen, and so I don't see why it should be news. But anyway, we, we've made probably made a bit too much of it. But, yeah, good news about, about Cozzy, um, and, and I, I look forward to see and hear a bit more from what he thinks about his, about how the season's going and, and, and what we can do to improve our big big fellas up, up forward. All right, well, let's move on to the next segment. So, Tom, you said there was some academy news. So before we jump into the NEFL, why don't you give us an update on what's happening with the Gold Coast Suns Academy? Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, this ties in neatly with the NEFL because, of course, after the, uh, the NAB League finish and our, our boys basically... You know, won four and lost lost one game, so basically won the what they're still calling the Division Two title. Not very accurate. Um, so we proved that we're one of the best academies uh, around. And uh, as as we previously said last year, late last year, Connor Bedarek, Ashton Crossley, uh, Huago Paul Ohio Ace, and underages or bottom ages Alex Davies and Jack Johnston were all picked to be in the in the Allies preliminary 30. Now, they've gone through camps and training and development and played games and and stuff like that. Um, So that's been terrific. But the plan was always to have an Allies squad of 50 as per usual. And so after the first five rounds, the the 50, the the, the extra 20 players have been selected. Now, I was saying last week I thought maybe five or six guys would be selected, but... 
the guys who have been added to the Allies list are Matt Conroy and Dirk Conan and Josh Gore. So Conroy, uh, one of the better ruckmen in the NAB League. Gore, one of the well, the best small forward. And Dirk Conan, I don't need to introduce him. Um, a couple of players were, were, were left out, out of, from our under-19s. Um, so Lockie, um, Lockie McDonald uh, was left out. He was in the Allies last year. And then Ryan Gilmore. Now, Ryan Gilmore was selected for... For, for the for the Suns and Eiffel team on the weekend, and he had a terrific game. So I wouldn't be surprised if the Allies might be keeping an eye on him, and he's certainly one of those Smokies for for the Suns to be thinking about uh, with with the uh, with the rookie draft later in the year. So anyway, uh, I'll go straight on to the the Neifel game. Have you got the scores there, Shane? I do. Aspley sixty points lost by lost to Gold Coast. 89, so that's a 29-point margin. And King kicked three goals as the leading goal scorer. Yes, he did, and very classy, very classy Ben King, uh, one of the best players in the, in the team. And pro- probably the difference at the end of the day was um, was King and a, and a couple of other players just being able to keep... Uh, so it was, it was neck and neck. The scoreline, um, I, I predicted a 30-point win, it was 29, but it was goal for goal all game until the Suns just kicked those last five goals. Um, in fact, it looked like Aspley were going to finish over the top of us. Uh, cracking game. Um, oh, the Neefel didn't didn't bother sending any commentators, so that was that was a bit. It's a bit of a trial watching watching a, a live stream and and then and they're not calling out the names. But by now, I pretty much know them all. Uh, but yeah, um, great to see the academy guys. Connor Badarek was fantastic. Like he's playing at a senior level. Look, he I'll double down. He he will be drafted by the Suns. Um, experts are saying second round. He's going to be. He's going to go in the second round of the draft. Well, considering we don't have a second round draft pick at this stage, that's great news because we're probably going to pick him up for a third or a fourth. Yeah, yeah. I think there'll be a couple. Um, the, I, I think. Um, I think Ace comes to us. I have to get this confirmed, but I think Ace comes to us automatically. We've already got him because he's he's from overseas, right? So um, they don't go through the draft; they go through the Category B, right? So I believe we will just have to spend a Category B spot on Ace, um, and so he'll just come in. So, but he otherwise he'd probably go second or third round himself. He's brilliant. Um, so we've got. Um, um, to, to give you a rundown of the better players from the from the game, um, Will Brody gets a lot of the ball. Um, some of the usual problems, um, not terribly accurate by foot early. However, I did see a stat that says that um, Will Brody is in the top. Have you been to Express lately? People can't get enough of their clothes. They're like Insta confidence boosters. The jeans come in a temp control fabric that keeps you comfortable no matter the weather. And the t-shirts, hands down, they'll feel like they're made of the softest fabric you've ever worn. And get this, the suits have stretch and look sharp. Like, what? How do they do that? Everyone's raving about the newest looks from Express. Just check out the five-star reviews. See for yourself and shop the latest at Express.com and in stores. Top five in the Neefel for, for, um, for effective kicks. <laughs> he's got a lot of, let's just say he gets a lot of kicks. And uh, the effective ones, uh, he's close to the best in the comp. 
Uh, it's just the ineffective kicks. He's also close to the worst. So um, a bit of work to do for, for Will Brody. But, um, yeah, he, he, he's putting himself in the selection frame, especially with injuries starting to, to mount up in that area of the field. Yes, Will Brody's definitely a contentious issue when it comes to Suns fans. Some, you know, demand he deserves a spot in the side. Others, you know, feel like the coaching staff has it right and he needs to bide his time and improve his skills. Um, well, with that, let's jump straight into the match report for the Gold Coast Suns v Melbourne game. Now, Gold Coast Suns lost to Melbourne by one point. 60-61. to 61. Ainsworth and Holman were the leading goal scorers for the Suns with two goals. Now, as I wasn't in my normal seat watching from a bit of a bird's eye view, I had the privilege of sitting down at ground level right behind the interchange gate with uh, one of our podcast fans, Bods. Uh, thanks again for that ticket upgrade. Now, it's it's certainly a different atmosphere down there. It's I wasn't able to get my uh, my bird's eye view, my my ability to pick up players and know exactly who's who running around. It's a lot harder to tell down there at ground level. Uh, but a couple of things I did notice right away was the the center clearance. Wits I thought was working harder to tap to advantage to our players. Mm. So I, I noticed a couple of plays there from Wits. And while we're talking about Wits, that's a fantastic effort to combat Max Gorn. You know, he almost drew level with him, you could argue. And he spent most of the week sick and quarantined uh, oh, away from the Suns players. So he obviously wasn't playing up to 100%, and yet he was still able to, to match it with Gorn. Uh, very impressive, I thought. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um Last year, Witsy Witsy beat Gorn in direct hitouts, but the clearances they flogged us. And center clearances, he almost he almost matched Wits, um, and so so sorry, Wits almost matched Gorn in the center clearances. So the story of the day comes down to the stoppages yet again. Um, but I thought we were pretty good at stoppages. It was just, there's just so many, like. You know, normally normally you'd expect Witsy to get about his forty four hitouts, and Peter Wright had eleven hitouts, which is pretty good, and and um, and so the hitouts were fairly even, but they just somehow somehow getting on top of us in the stoppages, which it's just an, it's an ongoing thing, isn't it? It is. I'm not really sure how we can address that this year. Uh, it seems like we just don't have the personnel or the experience behind it. Um, yeah. You know, Brody would certainly add to that, but at this stage, I've noticed his two-way running, his his defensive work isn't up to standard, and it does leave us exposed at certain points. And then blokes like Bose and Ainsworth, you know, they're doing their job running through the middle, and but they're just not at that level to to impact like that. Uh, and no. Fiorini, he's probably the closest to it. But unfortunately, we were missing him this week with that uh, knee injury. Yeah, um, we were. I, I, will, I will say this. The one exception um, in the stoppages is David Swallow. So if you've noticed, they've been keeping him out of the middle, out of the centre clearances. Um, and so maybe that's a tactic that's been working. Now, he had 10 stoppages, and that's by far the best on the ground. 
So, you know, you've, you've, you've got to say good on your spitter, but the next best was, was three stoppages. Well, that, and, that, with that point there, I think that's a, an intentional plan from the Suns is to use Swallow as that second link in the chain. Um, mm. you, we've got enough midfielders that are in that in and under, get the ball and get it out with their quick hands. We've got Tuke Miller doing that. You've got McPherson and Holman playing in the middle there as well. There, that's perfect. That's their bread and butter. Uh, mm. Lemons at some point on the weekend as well was in the middle. That suits him. But uh, then using Swallow as that second that second link, being able to run fast, get the ball and get the clearance ideally that's what they want to do uh unfortunately we don't really have too much more besides that with especially with fiorini out swallow was pretty much the go-to he ended up with 35 disposals four marks three tackles and 22 contested possessions now that that's a a ripping game i will say a lot of those contested possessions came when we needed it the most his, his stats weren't looking fantastic up until the sort of midway through the third quarter. Um, and then he really, I think, I don't know exactly, but I, I, I wouldn't be surprised if, if um, he got maybe half of those contested possessions in, in the last quarter. Yeah. Um, and that bump- his disposal efficiency is rubbish, but you don't expect it to be great when, when he doesn't have time and he's got three blokes to, you know, hanging on to him. But he wins. And he and still he, finds he a way to out. get rid of it, yeah. And that yeah. bump he put down on Mitch Hibbert, that was just fantastic, yeah. you know, in yeah. and under, hard work. And uh, fortunately for him, he came out the better than uh, Mitch yeah. Hibbert, who's got a broken collarbone. I know. And, 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 you know, in years gone by, it would have been swallow out for six weeks. So um, he's definitely toughened up and... Him and Wits playing like captains. You, for any, you can't really fault the, the, those guys. We're not losing because they're not putting in the effort. That they're, they're, they're pretty much in the best six every week, aren't they? Yeah. Now, let's also discuss the other stars from that game. Again, they were playing as a midfield role, although not naturally midfielders. We had uh, Darcy McPherson, 27 disposals, 5 marks, 8 tackles, and 29 pressure acts. Now that he's, he's traditionally a, a defensive forward, but geez, those numbers—they're fantastic. He was doing a bit of defensive forward pressure as well as going in the middle and winning mm. the ball. And five marks mm. for a little fellow—you know—he he was working really hard, and it was so good to see. Yeah, I don't know how many kilometres he 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 he, he, t- he he would have run, but it probably would have been in the fourteen or fifteen zone. Um, the, the possession count did drop off towards the end of the game, but that, that's not the point because he was still contributing in other areas. But, gee, the first quarter, I think he had 10 possessions in the first quarter, and the ball was just finding him for the first half, and he was pretty much keeping us in it, you know. He had two goal assists. That's, you know, which we're, you know, we're getting better at sort of, you know, getting it into the forward 50 and, and getting it to a, to, a, to an actual person and catch the bloody thing and, and kick a goal. Um, you know, that we're getting better at the fundamentals. But he was just putting it all together. Um, what You know, I had him in my best. How about you? Yeah, definitely. And uh, the other, the son of the moment, the man of the moment, Nick Holman. 19 mm. disposals, one mark, 12 tackles, 29 pressure acts again. 
But uh, that goes along with his two goals and that last passage of play, that is the... Lockie Weller, what a performance! That's the what a performance moment of the week. I mean, that tackle at half-back, it was truce and a half-back, win the yep. free kick, take the kick, and then just take it on his shoulders in the last minute of the game to run mm. from half-back, get the hands off, hand it off again, get the ball back again, and then take a shot from just outside 50. Uh, and it just goes through for a goal. That was a fantastic moment. And and, and it's not like it was a, a blaze at goal. He 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 takes he's he's got a few goals like that over the years, and um, he very carefully makes sure that he gets onto the his left boot, and he doesn't try and blaze through post high. Um, he just kicks it straight, and it's a low straight stab which they practice 200 times a day, and it invariably doesn't go 50 metres and it bounces through. Um, I've seen him do it maybe half a dozen times. Um, he's deadly in that position, and you, you don't need him to get 30 possessions. 12 tackles is a bonus. Um, you know, he's, he's done it before. He's but really, yeah, st- he's really stiff, isn't he, not to get goal of the week nomination. He wasn't even in the top oh, yeah. three for that. You know, former captain Gary yeah. Ablett working his magic. Uh, a couple of other ones as well. But seriously, he should have been in there. That It's not often you see a bloke run from half back up to full for, up to the forward line and kick a goal. That's just sensational work. And it really embodies the sort of spirit that we want our sons to play in. And that's taking the game on and backing yeah. themselves in as well as doing the hard work and earning that that right you know mm. um, did they did they celebrate his goal too much and then yeah sort of probably. Lead themselves with with believing they'd done enough yeah probably uh our mate bods was uh you know he, he sort of i reckon he blames me for their loss because <laughs> as soon as that goal happened i'm like yes that's it we can't win it we can't lose it from here there's about 50 seconds to go you're not going to lose by seven points in 50 seconds. And yet somehow Melbourne managed to do it. But in my defense as well, as soon as they kicked that goal, I'm yelling it on the boundary line, yelling them all to get back and get back into position and prepare. Now, we've seen footage on the couch and uh, AFL 360. It's basically been shown everywhere. Uh, A couple of plays uh, down the ground footage. Uh, One of them was Hanley not following his opponent. Um, yeah, he, it looked like he was doing the team thing and trying to get into the middle to to clog the ball up, but his opponent got loose on the wing, and you know, unfortunately for the Suns, he he kicked that goal. And the other one was um, when the scores were level, Lockie Weller bursts in from the centre half back, bursts into the middle and tries again to lock up that ball. But in a way, you kind of think Lockie Weller was trying to win the ball himself and kick it down Mm. the other end, try and get that last score. But Mm. um, unfortunately, again, for us, uh, the ball, Melbourne were just too good with their centre clearances. Mm. Yeah, uh, look, we we matched them all game and then with centre clearances and then they just, that last centre clearance, they won quite quite clearly and effectively and they barely had time to, to get it down there and you know was it one sec like they, they, there wasn't even time after they're behind 
to kick in. Was no, it? No, no. So, uh, so we're look, talking about literally the last second. I think Gorn they... was the difference there because I was watching Gorn for most of that last quarter. Before that, uh, he had spent, I think it would have been a good five to ten minutes on the bench. Yeah, trying, he was close to it. He was trying to get back onto the ground. And... Yeah. Um, he couldn't get back onto the ground because the play was all down the other side. So I don't think it was until Holman kicked that goal that it allowed him to get back onto the ground. And we saw the result pretty much immediately with exactly. Gordon having an influence in the next two centre clearances and Melbourne getting a score from it. Um, yep. So just a bit of luck, bad luck there. I think if Wits was fitter, fitter and healthier, wasn't sick during the week, he may have been able to step it up and cope with Gorn, but Wits was out on his feet by the end of that game. Uh, the other bloke I want to mention is uh, Peter Wright. He seemed out on his feet as well. Um, you look at how they're playing Peter Wright, it, it, it's, it's not really conducive to his silly game style, you would think, being a tall mm. forward that can also ruck. You naturally think, well, at least in my era, you'd think you play full forward, then you pinch hit in the ruck. Peter Wright's playing more of that running centre-half forward type of player, like a Nick Rewalt. Supposedly, he's got the tank to do that. Mm. Uh, but he's going up the line, taking a mark on the wing, uh, turning around, but then he's got no one to kick it to because he's the tall target that should be down there to take the, take the mark. Um, now, I think that's where we'll get into selection later, but I think that's where we need that other key tall forward. I think it needs to be Day or Burgess to play that position. Uh, Corbett and Lukosius, they're more mobile forwards. They're more the players that should be leading up the ground to take that mark up on the wing, while Peter Wright mm. should be the one staying back. Um, so I think that's a major problem that needs to be addressed. And once that's fixed up, Peter Wright's taking more shots at goal uh, from a closer range, and you'd think his radar is one of the best at the club. He, he, we should be scoring a lot more than what we are. I think we're scoring from about 38% of our inside 50 entries this year. We're the worst. We're getting... No, we're I think, I think getting Melbourne's them. the worst. Melbourne's the worst with about 35%. Gold Coast oh, Suns no, are about right 38 Yeah, but it's still bloody rubbish, isn't it? It and, is. And, and so the, if, if it hadn't have been for our final quarter where we suddenly we were going inside 50 and kicking a bloody goal every time. <laughs> it was quite amazing, wasn't it, that that we actually finally, the boys put it together to to get, you know, what 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 the commentators were saying, which you, you probably didn't hear, was, um, you know, Corbett's going for his goal and, and they're literally, the commentators are literally saying, well, this guy's new, what, you know, what do you, what do you make of this? Is he going to kick it? And the commentators are just like, no idea, don't know, haven't got a clue. And as as it turns out, he's a dead-eyed dick, and he and he and he, and he smacked it in because we needed it, and the goals that we were getting, which we needed all game, which we couldn't get, we finally got. But then again, Melbourne were finding new ways to butcher it every time they went into forward fifty. So you know, our defence is standing up, but our, our something's got to give. I understand that the, the the game plan is to have small forwards who put on the defensive pressure, and that. Peter Wright isn't that guy, but Josh Corbett and, and Jack Vakosius are, so they're doing those roles. Um, Peter Wright just does this sometimes where he just looks really... He's just he's just not the kind of person who is going to be able to change direction very quickly 
or or be that fast when he does change direction. But, but he can run all day. So but perhaps perhaps something you've got to definitely got a couple of points there. He needs he needs someone to be able to kick back to. You're totally right about that. And I just wonder we've got a quite a lot of talent and 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 height playing Neefel, and we're not using it. Our Neefel team's massive. In fact, the reason they were getting flogged in the first few weeks was because they were too big. So there are players ready to come. Yeah. Okay. Uh, a couple of other players we'll touch on. Lukosius only had the seven disposals in his game back, but I was quite impressed. I thought he he operated at eighty five percent efficiency. So when he did get the ball, he used it very well. It, he only miskicked one one disposal. Um, really impressed with him, but obviously being a young kid, he, he's struggling to get to the right positions. And uh, but but when he does get the ball, he makes good choices. So I'm happy with him. Uh, but whether for structural issues he makes way for someone like Sam Day, well that's up to the coaches. It's it's a very hard decision to make that one, so I don't envy them. Uh, probably for the future of the Suns, you'd lean more towards playing Lukosius. Um, also, on the other end of the scale, you've got Ballard, who only had 10 disposals and went at 40% efficiency. I think the kid's due for a rest, isn't he? Look, uh, we, we love Charlie Ballard in the show. Uh, he's one of the favourites, our favourites for the young. You know, he he's someone who put his hand up to be selected last year. I was actually at the Ballarat game when he made his debut and he kicked a goal on debut. It was just fantastic. He, he, he made it all the way through to the Sydney game last year, which we won. And then he got rested for the rest of the year because he was stuffed because he's a first year player. And now he's a permanent fixture in the, in, in the top team and he's going out there every week and, and, and giving his most, but he's still a kid and I'd give him the week off. I wouldn't, demote him to with the needful. I'd just be like, right, you're 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 going to come with us to, to South Australia, but you're buggered. You, you've you've had ten ten touches, only four of them were useful. Your mark, like three marks is, is a decent amount, but normally he gets six or seven. And you know he he, he just seems to be running at, at quite a bit less than a hundred percent. And it's a bummer because you know we want to see him go well, but. You can't beat fatigue. The team's travelled to Adelaide. It's travelled to Perth. It's travelled to Melbourne a couple of times. Yep. It's you know North Queensland. So it's it's everything's catching up. It's not he hasn't just played eight games. He's played eleven games because of the preseason as well. So he's played a half a season worth of worth of matches. And you know he if if the coaches went back and Ballard got rested for a week, you bring in. Sam Day or Ben King, yeah, who was tremendous. Well, and he he's different to Wright. They're the same height, but he's different. They're, they're very different players. He's he's still got to get his pack marking there, but he's very good at leading, and he's very good at marking it on the lead. He's deadly in front of goal, but at ground level, he plays like a rover. He's dead set, wins contested ball at ground level. It's something to see. Yeah. Um, I can't wait for him to debut because he's ready. All right. Well, I'm looking forward to King debuting myself as well, but we've only got about two minutes left, so we need to wrap this up. Firstly, I'll just say, Alex Sexton, pull your head in. Another game with zero tackles. 
you're not in there just to kick goals, apply that defensive pressure, lay it bloody tackle, would you? Um, also, the other player, Jordan Murdoch, didn't have the greatest game, probably arguably his worst game for the Suns. Um, I think he gets a reprieve this week due to Hanley being out injured. So we still yeah. need a player that's capable of running, breaking the lines with a penetrating kick. Uh, so I think Murdoch uh, can count himself a bit lucky there this week with the injury for Hanley. I don't, I don't know what Murdoch's role was and why he had zero touches to half time because I was, I was seeing him and I was hearing his name being called out, um, but he just wasn't getting the ball. So I think he was maybe tagging, but not very well. And mm. certainly, there's no player in the Demons side who who he was tagging for long enough. And so. You know, whilst he whilst he had a presence of, and he was doing things, he he wasn't. You know, you've got to get the ball to be able to influence the game, and so you know he's he's not been so great there. Put him back, put him back, get him to do all the kick-ins because he's brilliant. He's really good at kick-ins, isn't he? Yeah, he is. Sorry, I've got to cut you off, Tom. We've got like a minute left to go now. Let's quickly, our three, two, ones. Mine was Swallow with the three votes, McPherson with the two votes, and Holman with the one vote, as we mentioned before. And yours Mine's were... exactly the same. Yep, fantastic. Exactly the same. So we're, we're... Clear standouts, weren't they? Yeah, we're really valuing the hard work, the uh, the ethics that these blokes are putting into the team and they're getting the results for doing all the defensive work and it's quite noticeable with the team and that's a huge reason as to the why the Suns have won three out of five uh, games decided by less than a kick. All right, well, that wraps us up for this episode of the GC Sunscast. Thanks for tuning in and listening to us. We really appreciate it. Go Suns! Go Suns! Have you been to Express lately? People can't get enough of their clothes. They're like insta-confidence boosters. The jeans come in a temp-control fabric that keeps you comfortable no matter the weather. And the t-shirts, hands down, they'll feel like they're made of the softest fabric you've ever worn. And get this, the suits have stretch and look sharp. Like, what? How do they do that? Everyone's raving about the newest looks from Express. Just check out the five-star reviews. See for yourself and shop the latest at Express.com and in stores. Have you been to Express lately? People can't get enough of their clothes. They're like insta-confidence boosters. The jeans come in a temp-control fabric that keeps you comfortable no matter the weather. And the t-shirts, hands down, they'll feel like they're made of the softest fabric you've ever worn. And get this, the suits have stretch and look sharp. Like, what? How do they do that? Everyone's raving about the newest looks from Express. Just check out the five-star reviews. See for yourself and shop the latest at Express.com and in stores.